Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Jessica Perez. Jessica Perez is the principal of the Perez Collective LLC. She's an influencer, catalyst, supersizer, and connector who inspires one to think bigger, do bigger, and become bigger too. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Oh, thank you. Welcome, welcome to all of your viewers, all your listeners. I'm excited to be here today. Likewise, and I'm honored to have you here. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Ooh, that's a loaded question, but we'll try to do it in two two minutes or less, right? So um, where I'm from, I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. So I'm one of those few who is born and raised um, right here in the same place that I continue to live. So um, we're a fourth generation Tampanian. That's what we like to call ourselves. Fourth generation. Um, and I got to be honest with you. Um, I, I have walked in a lot of different places in life as far as career careers go. Um, started off as a collegiate athlete. I was a high school athlete and do a collegiate athlete, taking all my sports career into becoming a teacher and an educator, um, became a charter school founder. I mean, there's a lot of really cool nuggets that we can talk about that in itself. But education has been something that I was just uh, as a part of my being, being an educator and a coach. Um, so I started off in the coaching ranks right out of college as a high school coach and an elementary and middle school coach as well. So athletic director, phys ed teacher, coach to start. And then I moved into parks and recreation. I worked for the city of Tampa for a while, did that for almost 11 years um, and just kept evolving through the process. So my journey is maybe like a lot of other folks where, you know, I, I really love sinking my teeth into something and then seeing it kind of flourish. And then, you know what, I think there's something more and maybe I'll move into another area. So um, from athletic directing and teaching into parks and recreation management, into nonprofit work, which I really love nonprofits to pull the layers back on that. That's also a great conversation. Um, moved into some franchising. I worked with fitness studios. And now it's like you see on the, the screen right now, I'm a, a leadership consultant as well as an inspirational speaker. I do work with some nonprofits called the Positive Coaching Alliance and also have a health and wellness business because I believe in longevity and living the healthiest life you can live long term. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's my story in a nutshell. Um, hopefully it's something that we can pull some layers back and have some quality conversation. And I'm looking forward to it with you. Yes, ma'am. Likewise. Now, tell us more about Perez Collective LLC. Yeah, awesome. So just a few years back when I when I decided to kind of leap into this entrepreneur space, coming from a real traditional space, um, I am, as you can tell, multifaceted. I can't just sit in one box. <laughs> so when I thought about starting my own business and what does that look like, I'm like, I don't know. But, you know, I love working with people and collaborating. So hence the word collective. Um, Paris, you know, I, I'm not married. Um, no kids. Uh, my dad had no boys to carry on his name. He only had three girls. So both my sisters married and I was the lone standout. So to me, the term Paris, it just symbolizes our family, who we've been and who we, where we're going. Um, it just, it's a, I really am connected to that term. So for me, the Paris collective was really about pulling together my resources as a collaborator, as a connector. Um, and then staying true to our family structure, uh, because I had a really great childhood. I really did. I have supportive parents. My dad's passed um, almost 25 years now, but my mom is 83 and she keeps us all in check. 
So I needed to keep that name um, alive, if you will. And so for me, it was about that. Um, so that's the umbrella of where all my businesses lie that I do. Um, I have a speaking business. I have um, a consultant business where I, where I advise people on some leadership opportunities, whether it's in business and or life in those spaces. And then um, I have a health and wellness business where I educate people on on their health for long term. So that's where the Paris Collective was born really about a couple of years ago when I decided to leap into entrepreneurism and say, okay, what is this going to look like? I needed to own the name and own the process. And that's where it was born. That is wonderful. Now you're also an inspirational speaker. What inspired you to become an inspirational speaker? Okay. So you ready? I'm going to go back to, um, I'm four foot 11. So I'm a little powerhouse, if you will. Um, so I always felt like I had to say something in order to be heard. And if I could be louder than anybody else, they'd go, where'd this little person come from? Right? So being an inspirational speaker is something that I embraced. I want to say probably at the age of five, I know that's going to sound crazy, but I went to a small private Catholic school and I remember um, them asking in the classroom, what do you want to be when you grow up at five years old, six years old? And I said, a professional athlete. And my mom said she was OK with it. But the 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 nun, the sister, because it was a private Catholic school. So we had nuns that were that would teach us. She actually um, said, you can't be that. And I said, what do you mean I can't be that? She goes, you can't be a professional athlete. There's no female professional athletes. She goes, what else would you like to be? And I said, okay, I want to be a sports broadcaster. <laughs> and she said, what? <laughs> Women don't do that either. She says, why don't you go home, talk to your mom, and find out what career you want to go into. I was like six. So I go home, I tell my mom. She said, uh-uh. We're going to go have a conversation with those teachers down there. <laughs> so the next day we come back to school, and before you know it, I get asked to be the speaker in church. So I'm going to be the reader. So they had to pull up, you know, a little thing. I'm at the podium and every month Jessica got to be the reader at least once out of the four weeks. <laughs> so I think it was born then where I said, wow, I have the power behind a microphone. Right now, granted, I was being told what I needed to, 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 to read, but I, I just felt this incredible um, ability to connect with people. Um, and so the inspirational speaker piece is really, it's the ability to be in front of an audience, whether it's live or shoot right here on this kind of a platform where you can reach others. And I think the spoken word is something that can truly generate a, a heart centered space for people, um, to connect and to unlock maybe something that maybe they hadn't heard before. If I can help do that then I know that I've created a purpose um, and living the purpose that I think I was meant to live um, because I am a communicator. I'm a connector. Um, so the inspire inspirational speaker piece is just something that has evolved over time. I didn't know that that was going to be something at six years old, right? Or maybe I did <laughs> saying I want to be a sports broadcaster. Um, I started off in that path in college and I ended up redirecting into sports management, sports administration. Um, but here I am fast forward um, to today and I get to get in front of all kinds of different audiences, both in the wellness world as well as in the sports world and do character and leadership things. And I just I've, I've really been blessed with the ability to be able to allow my voice to not only be my voice, but um, to be the voice of so many others and saying some things to hope, help direct and shift and and create a better pathway for for 
whoever my audience is at that moment. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of uh, born and evolved along the journey. So it's been kind of fun. That is wonderful. Your voice truly matters. Now tell us more about the charter school that you founded. Ooh, that's a, that's a fun story. Um, I was, uh, we were working myself and my sister, actually. Um, we were working at a small private Catholic school. Um, we had some um, interesting conversations with who the administration was. And we were, you know what, we just, why don't we just start our own school? Like literally, my sister said, we should start our own school. And I said, what are you talking about? I'm the athletic director. I'm the phys ed teacher. What do we know about starting a school? She goes, well, why not? There's a lot of folks that we could pull in. We have great resources. Again, the collaborative nature that my my mom and my dad kind of built within us. My sister and I knew we don't know it all, but let's let's tap the resources in our network that are awesome people. And if we share this idea, if they buy in, maybe they'll be a partner in the process. So the next thing you know, we are, my sister and I, two of 13 total people that pulled our resources together and said, you know what? We would like to start our own elementary charter school. So when the charter school movement was just starting to kind of take a stronghold in the Tampa, Florida area, we were only the first charter school in Hillsborough County to actually build a facility from scratch. We were the first ones to do that. Um, I think back, that's 20 years ago. It was back in 1988, 89, or 1998. Yeah, let me see. It was 98, 99. That was our first school year. And in 2001, we broke ground on our facility. With We started off with 200 students, and we ended up with about 600 at that time. That's why we needed a new facility. And um, when we broke the ground um, in February and we're able to open the doors in August with a brand new two-story facility. It was massive. It was awesome. News, media, all this. I sit back and I think about that. Um, that school now has probably had over a thousand students each year for the past 20 years. And the impact and the legacy that we created in those moments of just saying, hey, here's an idea. Let's implement it. Like those are the things that I... I really hold on to, but it allows me to, when we talk about what is the Paris Collective and what can it mean, um, it's it's about helping others realize they too can take an idea, put it in place, and gosh, the sky's the limit. You know, the sky really is the limit. The think big, do big, become bigger that we talked about at the beginning, that's really where that was born too, because I, I feel like we've I'm, I'm living the bigger life, right, by, by taking action taking the ideas. Um, and the charter school was absolutely one of the first leaps of faith that I took from a very safe environment. I, I love being in a comfortable environment. Who doesn't, right? Where you're like, this is easy. I'm moving along. I was working along in that little private Catholic school. Things are good. I knew everybody, knew everything. And then something kind of rocked the boat. And I thought, you know what? You're right, Jen. Why don't we create the platform and why don't we create a space where we believe that we're creating the community that we want our kids to be in? No questions asked. How about we do that? And um, that's how it was born. It's pretty cool. That is a building. Yeah, you could drive by. You're in Tampa. Maybe I'll drive by so you can see it one day. Yes, I'd love that. <laughs> I love it. Now, tell us more about your experience as an educator. Who is an educator? Um, You know, I, I didn't head out to become an educator. I didn't get my teaching certificate, right? Um, my mom was not a teacher. My dad wasn't a teacher. I I know we have a mutual friend who's a fourth generation educator. I know who, you know who I'm talking about, right? He's a fourth. Baker. 
Mr. Baker, that's right. And that's the reason why we're on here today. But Chip Baker, he's a fourth generation educator. It was in his blood. He knew nothing different. That's just what he was going to do in that path, right? But for me, it was more born out of a need for that particular school. That, that private Catholic school was looking for an athletic director, happened to have a teaching position assigned to it. And someone gave me an opportunity. And that administrator is a principal at the time. And I said, and she was a nun. And I said, Sister Joan, I, I don't have my teaching certification. She goes, no, but you know kids. You know how to coach. You know how to lead people. She goes, I can teach you how to write a lesson plan. I don't want you to worry about that. And I said, now this is back in 1990. So it's been a few years. I mean, I'm 53. So for those of you who are going, how is she doing all this work? So I am 53, okay? And so it was in my first year out of college. You know, I was 22 years old, wet behind the ears, didn't know what was going on. And she said, I will walk your hand through it. So um, so the education piece really was stemming from the fact that when I was an athlete, I had great coaches. I did. Start off with my dad, okay? I had a great coach and my mom, just she was my cheerleading coach, right? You know, woo, the rah-rah person in the stands. But my dad was a fundamentally sound coach, and I was blessed to have every coach thereafter in my athletic career to be fundamentally sound. So when you say education, my education is rooted in understanding that things have to start from the ground level up and really give multiple ways to allow people to learn best. And so that's really where my, my education kind of love came from. And not just there, but in reading books and in filling the mind. Um, so it started off from a physical standpoint, sports education, right? And now it's evolved into, I want to educate people on wellness. I want to educate people on, on the fact that your mindset, if you have the right mindset, you can overcome so many things. Um, but I don't think people pull the layers back or take enough time to really understand what that means. Um, so if I can help someone do that, I feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose. For sure, you know. So uh, I hope that makes sense. Um, kind of got into a different tangent, but I, I really loved your question. Education is more than just the book knowledge or teaching in a school. I think we can all be educators if we if we really took the time to think about that. Parents are educators. You know, they teach us how to tie our shoes. You know, and uh, look both ways when you cross the street. You know, and why we need to do that. So I hope that answers your question. That's right. Yes, ma'am. Very powerful. Now tell us more about your experience as a coach. My experience as a coach, um, it started off, you know, actually, like I said, back in, you know, when I was about 2021 20, coming out of college and, and coaching middle school athletes. Um, so I started off there, I coached at the high school ranks. I've coached at the um, travel ball. For those of you who are familiar with sports, it's the softball that happens pretty much year round every weekend, going, going, going. And here's what I think about. Here's what I think about. I love what Justin's just saying. That's pretty good stuff. So here's what I'm thinking about. When you ask me, you know, what your experience as a coach is, um, to me, coaching is something that we do all day long if you really think about it. Because you can coach a kid, your own child, to do something. You can coach your mom. You could coach your brother. You could, co you know, you can coach family members to be better at whatever they're doing. Um, but I look at coaching as the supreme ability to say, you know, I've been in your shoes before. How about we check this out? 
So I come from a place of, because I've had a vast background of so many different things, right? That when someone says, hey, I, I'm like, you know, that, that actually occurred to me at one point. How about we pull the layers back and see, this is how I responded. Talk to me about how you'll respond. And let's see if we can move you further along whatever path you're trying to go, right? And when you become relatable, to me, coaching is all about relatability. It's about sharing vulnerability. Yeah, thank you, Justin. That is so true. It, it becomes a different level of conversation. And it's almost like when children and youth learn best, it's when they don't even realize that they're learning, right? When they don't realize, when they're not, they're like, oh, did I just learn that? You did. Kudos, right? People are the same way. Adults, I'm telling you, are the same way. They don't want to be coached, but we all need to be coached, right? So I look at coaching in that fashion. And so to me, coach can say, can be in so many different words. I don't think coach just with the whistle around their neck blowing a whoo, let's get to the starting line. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it's that, it's that little nudge to say, uh-oh, maybe I should look in the mirror today. Maybe you're right, right? It's a reassessment. Coaching to me is reassessing where we're at. I have a whiteboard that's over in the other corner of my room here. And it's a constant reassessment to me because I can wipe it clean, right? But I only, I'm the one who knows what goes on it. I'm the one that takes stuff off. I'm the one that adds to it. So in the coaching mentality, it's, I call my friend Chip Baker and I say, hey, Chip, I need a pulse check. <laughs> and we call it pulse checks. And he's like, okay, what's up today? And I said, all right, well, here's my whiteboard. I'm not sure if I'm, am I heading on the right path? I think I am, but I need an outside person just to give me a little tooth. And he says, you're spot on, Jess. Why don't you tweak this here? And it's literally like just a notch. And all of a sudden it unlocks a whole nother conversation. And whoo, all of a sudden now I, I elevate one more step. So to me, coaching has the ability to do that with people if, if, they're open to receive, right? That's that. That's the first step, you know, first step. That's so. right. Receiving is truly important. Now, Jessica, can you tell us more about the projects that you're currently working on? Yeah, for sure. So currently right now, um, I've really got two passion projects that are just, oh, you know, they're the kind <laughs> that I can't wait to wake up. So um, one of them is, um, is my health and wellness business. Um, I have to tell you, I... I get super excited knowing that I can help people truly take back their own health. It's all natural. It's it's thinking about health in a different facet. Um, my mom's worked in the medical field, so that's why I have this passion for health and longevity. My dad was, I'll give you a little story. My dad was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 56. I was 25, okay? Nobody needs to get cancer at 56. My brother-in-law passed away at 41 from a rare form of cancer. That wasn't, you know, I mean, I think back to our own family structure and where debilitating diseases have attacked us. And I say to myself, what can I do to prevent? What can I do? What can I educate myself on so that I don't have to go down that same path if possible? You know, I can't say that we promise, you know, anything more than just educating on that journey. And to know that I've come across something that's helped me and my family within that process to prevent, to be a healthier person longer term. I look at my mom at 83 and she was taking the trash out today, keeping me on, I call her my house manager. She lives with me. She literally manages my house and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Everybody's like, can I have your mom? I'm like, sure, I'll lo loan her out for one day, but not all. Um, but uh, 
But, you know, I think about, so that passion project really is um, helping people understand what their wellness is about and then creating, because it's a global business, it's a global business opportunity. I'm actually having these conversations with people from all over the world. So that's kind of cool. My footprint is large and vast um, in that space. So I love that. My second passion project is in the inspirational speaking space right now. And that's what I'm doing with um, with the Positive Coaching Alliance, where I go in and I actually do character and leadership workshops for parents and athletes and coaches. Simple, easy, boom. And when you can start seeing the shift in what people think about youth sports, it's powerful because it shouldn't be a win at all cost mentality. It really should be that efforts and learning and mistakes are growthful opportunities. Those need to be talked about, not just in sports. We should be talking about that in life. <laughs> so it's the life lessons that we talk about. So so those two areas, when I look at those two passion projects, one in this wellness at- atmosphere where I'm educating people on wellness, where they're getting healthy, where it's a, an opportunity for them as well to create additional income. To me, that's awesome. Where I'm helping people stand back up on their own two feet. That's one passion project I have. And then the secondary one where I'm also doing the, the inspired speaking stuff that just really fills my soul on a consistent basis. I mean, I do. I wake up in the morning like, what do I have on my agenda today? This is great. Um, very uniquely different than when I was working in a very traditional box type of whether I was a teacher, you know, like in a career space, a teacher space, or in a parks and rec manager space, you know, I, I had a box. I feel like there's no box. So it's a really cool feeling. And um, I'd love to help people on their journeys. If they want to stay in the box and do a little something on the side, that's great. If if I can help them understand that you don't, you can still work in a traditional setting, but you can also have all these other passion projects that really fulfill you. If that's something that you're looking for, I can help you on that journey too. So, um, so yeah, I'm always looking for folks to connect with like yourself and for folks who are looking for, um, other opportunities and other thoughts that can maybe align with their passions, right. Um, and work with others, hence the collective spirit that I have within my, you know, with my business network. So very powerful. Now, what is the most difficult challenge that you've been faced with in your life? Girl, that's a loaded question. (laughs) <laughs> so on a personal level, um, I'm going to tell you one of the, the most difficult challenges for me is that, um, well, my dad passed away. I wasn't prepared for that. I was 25, wasn't thinking about it. Didn't think that that, you know, I thought my dad was healthy, you know, in January he's healthy. And in April he's diagnosed with cancer and he passes away in September. It's so very quick, right? So those moments, um, have though they've shaped and defined me because we have had a lot of death within our family structure for my brother-in-law, grandparents. I don't have any grandparents left. I mean, we've had a lot of serious things, which is what drives my, it drives my passion to educate people on their wellness space. Because I myself have witnessed what that does and the debilitating space that can put people when, when death occurs or when grief occurs or, you know, can paralyze people from being able to move past it. Right. So I'm going to say that that was a really challenging spark part in my journey from a personal level, from a professional level. Um, I can tell you that I've had a couple of really challenging professional moments. One, um, that charter school that we created, 
I was also asked to leave because they felt that I was trying to take over the school from the, the, the principal at the time. It was a very weird place to be. And I can tell you that at the time it was very contentious. Um, and I chose to walk away. I said, I don't want to fight. I just, if this is not, if I'm not the right fit or there's issues going on, I would just walk away. Now there's others who want to fight, right? I'm a person that says I'd rather walk away um, and allow that to kind of figure out itself. And guess what? 20 years later, I'm asked back to, why don't you come and da, da, da. you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Same people are there. There's no different. Like what? Time heals all wounds, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So that experience though, opened my eyes to sometimes what you see is not what you really know to be true, right? And so it opened my eyes as a professional to say, don't put all your eggs in a basket. Don't put all your trust in just one person. Be sure that you are in the right space you need to be for, for growth and development. And that just wasn't the right space for me at that time, right? So that was a challenging moment in my professional career. Fast forward um, about five years ago, uh, another interesting situation happened in my career. I was leaving the city. I went to work for a nonprofit that I thought was the it one, right? This I'm going to be an executive director, a nonprofit. This is it. Six months in, I, I get told, guess what? You're not the right fit. I said, what? I just got recruited for 18 months. You've been courting me and wanting me here. How am I not the right fit? And so five years ago, I get this punch in the gut. And that is when my entrepreneur journey began, truly began. When I said, you know what? Mm, I want to do me. Like Jessica. Like I want to be present for me. I don't want anybody to say where I can and can't work. I don't want anybody to tell me when da, 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 for me. And so um, although they were challenging moments, the death of my dad, that they have all grown me, right? All of those challenging moments triggered. It was a catalyst for the growth and development of Jessica Perez into who Jessica Perez is today. But if folks don't look at those challenging moments that way, they can hold them back versus propel them forward. I choose to say it propels me forward. It's just it's triggering the mindset, you know? That's a wonderful mindset to have, a positive mindset, and to continue moving forward no matter what challenges you're faced with in your life. Mm -hmm. I love it. Now, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? Yes. And I'm going to tell you, December 4th, December 4th, 2016, an aha moment. I was at a, a networking event. Um, it was for network marketing industry that um, some people may embrace, some people may not even understand it, but it's a it's an industry for me that is really, under, I, I now understand leveraged income. I understand residual income. I understand the, the power of team and, and, and building networks and teams of people. So I was at this major event, um, people from all over the world, all over different companies. It was not done by any one specific network marketing company, but done by a network marketing trainer. His name is Eric Worre. And Eric Worre was um, was on stage. He was closing down this, you know, three-day event in Las Vegas, 10,000 people. So, of course, he wasn't just talking to me, but I thought he was just talking to me, <laughs> of course, right? So I'm in the audience. I have two friends, um, business partners who are standing next to me. You know, we're listening to him. I mean, listen, he had um, Tony Robbins there. He had Richard Branson there. So, I mean, it was a major event, right? It was big-time people. 
and he's closing the event now and he says, listen, he says, this is one, if I could share a few things, but here's something for those of you who are givers like me, all of a sudden I perked up because I'm a giver, right? He says, um, I want to share the story with you. So my, my wife, um, I was getting ready to head out on another trip international trip. This was when he was in the network marketing industry. He's no longer in the industry. He's just a trainer for it. But he was with a company and he said, um, here I am. I'm getting ready to, to get on this plane to go. And she says, wait, this wasn't on your schedule. You showed me your schedule. You didn't say you were going out of the country. Your, your kid's 13th birthday is like next weekend, this weekend. And he says, I know, I know. Make it up to him. I'll bring him back a cool present. And she's like, okay, what? A cool present? She says, listen, when are you going to learn that you got to like take care of your family? I know you want to build a network. I know you want to build your team. I know you're trying to grow financially for our family, but it's your kid's 13th birthday. It's like a big thing for him. You've been talking about it for two months. And he said, well, I, I got to go. I got to go. And she said, well, let me ask you this. I know that you're a giver, but when are you going to be a giver with boundaries? And he said, oh my goodness, it hit me between the eyes. And when he said be a giver, but be a giver with boundaries. The waterfalls came out and I started to cry. I didn't tell you this before, but I'm an emotionally um, charged individual that when my heart gets turned on, mm, the tears are going to come. So I hope I don't cry during your interview, but it may happen. Just saying. <laughs> Thank you for the heads up. <laughs> Give you the heads up. Let you know. Got tear. I got tissues over there, but, but seriously. Um, so yeah. So when he said that, that was an aha moment for me. I literally, I started crying. My two friends are going, what's going on? You know? And I said, did you hear what he said? And they're like, what? Like they didn't hear it because they weren't the ones that needed to hear that message. That also highlighted an aha moment for me that at times that inspired speaker on the stage can talk to one person when 10,000 are in the room, right? The power of the spoken word. I mean, there were so many aha moments when I I wrote it down, when I, I got back to my, you know, I wrote it in my journal. I wrote it because I'm a writer and I put it down on paper and I said, you know what? December 4th, 2016 is a humongous space. I came back and I had family conversations. This giver has to create some boundaries to protect herself and not continue to give so much, right? that we lose ourselves in the process. I don't know if anybody out there has ever felt that before. Hopefully you can learn from that. I have shared that story with um, a LinkedIn friend of mine and that was our first conversation. She called me, we just, we had, just like you originally, you know, we talked or whatever. And I was talking and the next thing I know, she has posted about that conversation that we had two years ago. And she said that conversation was an aha moment for her. And I was like, how cool is that? That I'm relaying my aha moment that's helping her have an aha moment in her world to be the giver with boundary. And I thought, well, there you go. That's a powerful statement. So thank you for asking that question. That aha moment has truly allowed me to be free of some of those things that you carry with you when you are a true giver and you do give to the point of at times losing yourself in the process. So I'm very grateful that you asked that question. And um, yeah, so I love it. Moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Now, can you tell us more about what gives you happiness in your life? Mm, people, 100% people. I love connecting with people, new, old, young people. I am a, so, so 
the last few months have been kind of challenging, right? Because I'm doing people on a, <laughs> on a train. So I'm like, when can I get to be with people? So um, <laughs> so for me, people, connections, um, family, friends, quality time spent with individuals, to me, that far surpasses anything that's in a bank account, anything that I own. Um so for me, it really is in the beauty of the time spent, right, to create um, a platform of just connectedness. To me, that's really what makes me happy. So hope that that's makes amazing. sense. Yes, it does make sense. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Ooh, my best advice. So I'm going to go back to my, my initial, when you, when you said it um, in the bio, the think big. And the do big and the be big. Let me, let me tell you a little bit about that and why that's so powerful. Um, so many people, when we say we think big, we just we just put it on paper. Or we dream. But do we actually do it? So the do big has to follow the think big. Okay. We can't dream big. We got to do it. Right. So that's 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 my next little tagline where I say just rip the Band-Aid. If you're an athlete, you know what I mean. So are my athletes out there? You don't just go like real slow on a Band-Aid because that would hurt. You know, the hair stick, you know what I'm talking about? We rip the Band-Aid. That's the doing big. Sometimes we have to rip a bunch of Band-Aids off to get to where we want to go. And that's the becoming bigger. Because now you're in a space of, of your zone of genius. Uh, it's a great book, The Big Leap, where the zone of genius becomes, where Jessica Perez can become Jessica, the best Jessica Perez that's out there, right? Or you can become the best you, right? The chip bakers can be the, become the best chip bakers, right? So I think about those opportunities. Um, so for me, it really is to truly, 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 truly think the big, do big, and you'll become bigger in any aspect of your life, whether it's in relationships or work, um, athletics, if you're trying to, you know, work on your health, um, your wellness space, whatever. If you can really do those things, um, that's where the, the magic happens to me. And where happiness will begin to just flow. It's just like, a part, like I said, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what do I have today? I'm excited. Not many people can say they do that. I know this. I know this because I talk to lots of folks, you know, and I'm like, you too can have that power. But if we, if we don't unlock our own minds, we'll never get there. We'll never get there. And so, um, so yeah, so I hope that answers your question. Yes, ma'am. Very powerful. Jessica, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. Oh, now I appreciate you. Thank you. Now, where can the audience find you? So, yeah, so I'm, I'm on social media for sure. I'm on social media. I know you put my little, um, my website down, jpcoachinginlife.com for sure. Um, you can also find it by iamjessicaperas.com if you'd like as well, but they both revert to the same one. Um, and uh, Jessica Perez on social media. I will tell you that I'm on, not a Twitter girl, not yet, but Instagram, <laughs> LinkedIn, and Facebook. And um there was something else. Oh, well, you know, here's what I'm going to ask you because I, can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Ask you a question You can ask me, tell me, you know, it's something that I'd like to know when you created this podcast, right? Yes, you created this podcast. What was your one aha moment that you had as to what you wanted this podcast to do with folks and in your audience? Like, what was that? 
to provide value to my audience, mm -hmm. but it has been a bigger impact on my audience than I, I expected. Mm -hmm. The folks that have reached out to me in regards to what this podcast has done for them mm -hmm. and how it impacted their, their life in a positive way. Some it has saved their lives as well because they're listening in. Mm -hmm. It is a big aha moment for me. Love and it. Walking with God first and foremost mm -hmm. also truly inspired me to do this um, and just make, keeping God first place in my life. Um, Again, my podcast is titled Walk With Me. My book is titled Walk With Me. My second book that will launch at the end of this year is titled God First. So it all comes together. And so the guests such as yourself, the amazing guests that I've had, you're truly amazing, Jessica, mm -hmm. have been able to been part of a uh, part of this journey. And you all have been able to provide this value to our audience. Mm -hmm. And again, it is changing lives tremendously. So I'm truly grateful to have this podcast and to be able to serve God's people on this new platform that has been given to me mm -hmm. and also to have amazing guests such as yourself. But I have to tell you as well, it wasn't until after I almost lost my life a few years ago as well that my life transformed forever. And it was a big aha moment for me, another aha moment. Mm -hmm. So I got the shock of my life. I would have lost my life, uh, death by strangulation. And so for me, again, I'm just truly grateful to be here. Uh, Joshua 1.9, haven't I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged for your Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. That verse saved my life. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm an advocate for domestic violence as well. We've had a few guests in regards to that, just raising awareness. Mm -hmm. But this podcast is, is so much value in regards to the different backgrounds our guests are from and the value that they provide. Each individual is unique. So again, I'm truly grateful to have this podcast and to be able to serve the audience. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that because to me, it's it's so um, impactful to know that I am a part of your journey and I appreciate you asking me to be here for sure and to be a part of your journey and the audience that you have you know, embraced, right? For those that are live and for those who are watching later for, you know, however many years to come, uh, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity for sure. So thank you for that. You're welcome, Jessica. And also it's all about walking with purpose. So essentially walk with me, walk with purpose, purpose, passion, possibilities. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Jessica at jpcoachinginlife.com. And Jessica, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome.